Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. McGurk! I love not typing. Not messing my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you <laughs> like it? It's being, becoming a human burrito, a plus or a minus. I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Yes! Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired on the Supergirl Radio Facebook page and the DCTV Podcast YouTube channel to discuss and review the first episode of Kyler Lee's new Hallmark Channel TV series titled The Way Home. Uh, this is the, uh, the the pilot, so we are doing what's called, uh, or what the legendary ladies, I think, we're stealing it from the Legends <laughs> of Tomorrow podcast. Uh, I'll allow and, it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, we're doing what's called a pilot pod. Uh, we did one for Superman and Lois previously, so we're going to be talking about the pilot of this show and uh, what we think about it as a, a way to propel the series into future episodes, free, future series uh, uh, future seasons, I should say, <laughs> and um, and uh, see if it, ha- you know, is it something that we would want to keep watching? So we're going to be asking those questions about uh, the pilot and just see if uh, we felt like it uh, set up the good premise for the rest of the show. Uh, so we will be talking about uh, the pilot and the characters and uh, Kyler Lee's uh, performance in it. So this is exciting that uh, some of the uh, actors and actresses from Supergirl are getting into new projects now. And uh, so we're going to try to at least uh, follow and support them as they continue to do that, Uh, which I guess is a good uh, segue uh, into our news because uh, we need to get to the news. According to Variety.com, Nicole Maines from Supergirl, uh, Francois Arnaud from the Borgias, and Nia Sondia uh, from Truth Be Told have been added to Showtime's Yellow Jackets Season 2 <laughs> in, recur- in recurring roles. Uh, Maines will portray Lisa, an associate of adult Lottie, uh, Simone Cassell, who is trying to recover from past trauma. I have never watched Yellow Jackets. Apparently, it's in season two, so I have no idea what this show is about. Rebecca, Uh, Yellow Jackets is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Yellow, when I I saw this news, I was so excited um, for Nicole because Yellow Jackets is a good show, like a oh. good show. Um, I had heard like all this buzz about it, like oh my god, you oh, watch buzz. Yellow Jackets, buzz buzz. <laughs> uh, so I was like, all right, all right, calm down, internet. Morgan's <laughs> Morgan's gonna watch Yellow Jackets, so I started watching Yellow Jackets, and it actually made me anxious, so I couldn't oh. watch more than one at a time. I don't know, it stressed me out. But um, but the basic premise of Yellow Jackets is very like lost-esque it has a very it has very lost dna so it's like these girls um are going to a like a soccer match 
and their plane crashes no. in like an abandoned like a an, like a forest and they're in the wilderness and it's winter so and it's then, basically lost it is lost it's a uh, it's teen, <laughs> it's teen girl lost and they uh <laughs> you and, sold me on that just by that description <laughs> i know i knew i was going to and it doesn't it doesn't give too much away but like you learn sort of throughout the first episode that like some people are in present day uh-huh. the other people who aren't in present day did they make it uh so, so like lost season five so like lost season five you're jumping <laughs> right in there you're jumping right into the action uh yeah it reminds us so i don't know if you watched um there was another show that had like kind of a similar premise only they were on the beach so they got the better end of it yeah. uh but it was like another teen like, girl like lost, lost yeah the beach. and it was uh it was called the wilds uh that was on amazon so this is kind of like that but it's like way weirder like the longer yellow jackets goes on like the weirder and like more spooky there's sort of a spooky not quite supernatural yet but there is definitely like a spooky undertone to it so it's a little it's a little creepy it's a little scary (laughs) in places like lost so could there be a smoke monster do you foresee if i cannot wait until we get to the smoke monster (laughs) era of yellow jackets uh yeah no honestly it wouldn't be i'm giving yellow jackets the biggest compliment i possibly could there wouldn't be out of place to have a smoke monster on yellow jackets it's like a vibe (laughs) that's kind of happening on that show i think you'd really enjoy it yeah my my advice is like take one episode at a time they can get a little heavy and they can get like a little bit because obviously they're like trying to survive in the woods so it's not like uh binging that show was like kind of kind of difficult i was like ooh. Okay, we did the one. I, I made it. I made it through the one. I was like, I was in this survival uh, situation. Well, uh, uh, comparing it to Lost is a compliment uh, because I think we've discussed previously on Supergirl Radio that when shows would try to be lost, they would fail miserably. Yes. So uh, I, I'm I'm not naming names, uh, but there was okay, maybe I will. The event on NBC was oh, a my total God, disaster. Yes. <laughs> uh, but but so if there is a show that kind of has the lost vibe and is done well, that's a that's a, a really uh, impressive thing. Yeah, it's, it's hard good, to do. Good cast too. Um, it's got like Christina Ricci and Juliette Lewis and the girl whose name I never remember, but her first name is Melanie. <laughs> uh, really good cast. Um, and like uh, the younger actors who are like playing some of the younger versions of the characters are also like really strong. So I would, I would highly recommend it. So when I saw that Nicole was going to be on season two, I was like, first off, I'm watching season two anyway. But second, like, I was like, oh, that's a great show for her. I feel like uh, Nicole's like uh, really taken off right now. She's really got like a lot of irons in the fire. Right. Yeah. Well, I might have to check it out. I don't know much about it, but the last time you recommended a show to me, it was a it was a good one. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Morgan said you should watch Severance. It's like Lost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is how I get Rebecca to watch anything. I'm just like, it's like Lost. <laughs> It sells me every time. I'm I'm a real sucker that, for it. That always gets me too. I'm like, ooh, in what way? <laughs> <laughs> well, in additional Nicole Maines uh, news, according to TV Insider, Supergirl's Nicole Maines is set to reprise her no- her role as Nia Nall, aka Dreamer, during the Flash's upcoming ninth and final season. Uh, Eric Wallace, uh, the showrunner of The Flash, said, "As Supergirl fans ourselves, all of us here on The Flash." 
are super excited to have Nicole join Team Flash for a one-off adventure as we put together our final season. Uh, also saying that Nicole is a fantastically talented actress, and I'm so happy she's agreed to be part of a very special Season 9 episode where I get to cross off one of my Arrowverse bucket list uh, team-ups. Having two fantastic reporters, Iris West Allen, uh, played by Candace Patton, and Nia Nall, investigate their own very uh, their own very bizarre and frightening mystery, unquote. Um, I think it's really... <laughs> Does it make me a bad person that I went... Two, two investigative reporters? Well, there's Iris, and who's the other one? Well, well, it also said two fantastic reporters, and I was like, that's that's generous. That's, that, uh, is, that, is, that is generous. I don't know that Nia did any reporting in, like, the last, at least the last season of the show. I don't think that Nia even showed up to work. So <laughs> uh, this would be, like, a, a fun surprise where she, like, goes out with the – iris and iris is like we've got to investigate the case and he is like yeah i'm on it it's like it looks like you're napping uh, <laughs> she's like no that's how i investigate i just i have to dream it and then i be it <laughs> <laughs> did mia ever actually cover a news story maybe maybe that reality mm. bites episode maybe mm. i don't think she a- wrote anything for that though <laughs> was that was that car <laughs> i think Kara wrote the article <laughs> I don't yeah. remember Nia actually ever doing any reporting. Well, uh, you have to remember that that Kara was her mentor. And so <laughs> she she really did learn the Kara Danvers school of reporting. It's like barely show up to your job. Well, sometimes write an article. Okay, so get to a be Pulitzer. Fair, <laughs> well, that's true. But uh, sometimes Kara would take a notepad and a pen and she would wear like a little, sure you know, press credential and she'd go sit somewhere and maybe raise her hand and ask a question. <laughs> once she'd or twice like, i she'd mean be like in the audience she'd be like excuse me i have a question doesn't it seem like supergirl's getting a little uh not getting enough credit for this <laughs> <laughs> that's all i had <laughs> no further questions no further questions thank you <laughs> uh that made me laugh so much just reminding me of like the final seasons of the show where like nobody really ever showed up to work or did any work <laughs> I wonder if it's going to be like a culture shock for Neo when like uh, when like Iris is like, okay, well, like I got to go to the office. And he's like, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you go in somewhere to do a job. I'm not What am I supposed to do with this desk? I don't understand. (laughs) So hard. No problem. Nia probably thinks you go under the desk. Yes, that's what nap. she's used to. Because <laughs> she was also mentored by James, you'll remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Iris is just going to see her start like going under the desk and be like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, this is where I get my best naps. I mean, reporting done. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't do this here? Don't you? I thought that everybody told me this was just how it went. <laughs> Have I been lied to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited about this, but I also kind of wish, like, in the final season of The Flash, like, maybe this could have been a uh, an Iris Cara story. Like, I I understand that Melissa Benoist wants to, you know, move on, which is totally understandable. But, like, this could have been a, an Iris Cara thing, and I, I think that would have been really cool. And, and since we didn't get The Flash on Supergirl's final season, it would have been nice to have Cara go and hang out with Barry and his people. So... As, as much as I'm excited about Nia, I also think, you know, there were a lot of reporters on <laughs> on Supergirl. So um, so I there is part of me that wishes that could be Melissa Benoist, but I understand why it's not. So, yeah, um, I wish we could see Kara in like the last season of The Flash, just because it does seem like the last season of The Flash is basically going to be like 
the last dying gasp of the Arrowverse in yeah. some ways. So I don't think that there's going to be like any other place that could possibly like support a, a, a Melissa Benoist, like a car pop in. Because it can't be Superman and Lois. It can't. It certainly can't be. They're <laughs> in their own dimension. <laughs> goodness away from all of that um yeah and it, it just feels like no other show is kind of connected to supergirl and so this is sort of the swan song for that version of the Arrowverse. i've i've heard rumors that like there might be other characters popping up in this last season some some characters who i was i was under the impression had died like in a significant crossover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, it did. That recreated the universe, like the earth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was I was under the impression that that character had a very meaningful gigantic death. But you know what? He's back, baby. <laughs> He's better than ever. <laughs> he became another character and then he died and rebuilt the universe. Yeah, uh, I so yeah, I'm confused about how that's gonna work. Uh, <laughs> really wish we could have gotten like Supergirl instead, but yeah. you live and you learn. I'm, I'm, I would also assume that Melissa was probably like, I, I, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> Honestly, it hasn't been that long, uh, <laughs> but it is nice that they uh they can get um Nicole on the show, so I, I, I would, I'd appreciate a dreamer. Uh, cameo because she's a, a fun character and I think she'll uh, be fun on the show but also it'll be like a nice little way to get some updates on the character she'll be like oh you mean Alex <laughs> my good friend well here's what she's doing yeah. uh, I, I'm sure the dialogue's gonna get real clunky there where they try to like exposition away people's <laughs> yeah, maybe she talks about Alex and Kelly and pitches the news gal legion to Iris oh maybe this is we could get like a cross city Let's- yeah, let's Legion. Yeah, let's start getting that spinoff, uh, spinoff going. Just in case this one doesn't work out, uh, Kyler, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> I'm just a little bitter about that one, uh, one uh, dead character coming back because they seem to resurrect everyone except for Laurel Lance, and I'm still really bitter about it. Uh, I think it'll be funny if it turns out that this is all like a dream sequence, and uh, oh. and he like comes to Barry in his dream, and he's like. Stay cool, pony boy, and then like disappears. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny. So I guess we'll have to tune in and see. Uh, They've got us. This is. <laughs> so we'll probably do an episode on uh, uh, Nia's appearance on the Flash to see what uh, if Nia does actual reporting. We'll we'll have to. I'm I'm a little skeptical, but uh, it says that she's maybe gonna do it. So we'll we'll have to report back. I'm just gonna go ahead and put this out there in the universe that I. I hope it's a better showing for Nia than it was for Alex when oh, she showed yeah. up on the Flash. Oh, that was remember rough. that. Remember? Yeah, that I, do, I do. I do. Yes, actually, she just she just came on to give people love advice, and then she was like, "Okay, well, my work here is done." I'm like, "What work, <laughs> Alex?" <laughs> yeah, hopefully that guest appearance will be handled a little better this time around. Uh, just hopping in the chat, uh, Donna asks, "Did you uh, see the news about Megan Rath in a new show late this afternoon?" Uh, I sure didn't, but if you want to send us a link, uh, we'll cover it in the next episode of Supergirl Radio. Uh, so just uh, let us know. Um, and Donna also mentions uh, Nia covered the press conference of Ben Lockwood's son at the end of that storyline. I'll have to go yeah. back and rewatch that because I had uh, repressed that memory. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I, yeah. 
Uh, I can jump in here with the deets on the Megan Rath situation. Um, just oh so yeah, if you if you want to if you uh, want to if you want to pull it up, and uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna know. read the 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 story of the, I mean the the title of the story, which is uh, from Deadline, which is that Megan Rath is set to recur in season two of How I Met Your Father, which is I believe the Hulu spinoff of How I Met Your Mother. So I, I wouldn't have guessed. That, I know that it, there's a little bit of a tip off there. Uh, if you've been watching that, I guess she's gonna she's gonna pop up on there. Uh, so that's fun for her. Uh, she will bring life to the character of Parker, a coworker of Jesse, who is uh, played by Christopher Lowell. Um, no further details, but I, I guess if you know who Jesse is, yeah, then I'm you, not familiar. Then she's gonna be working with him. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta yeah, be great. I, I don't know anything about the How I Met Your Mother uh, cinematic I was, universe. I, I was pretty burned by the end of How I Met Your Mother. And then when they said, I'm do we're doing How I Met Your Father, I was like, not again. <laughs> not again. So, so you would not compare How I Met Your Mother to Lost? Is it? it is it? It did have a controversial final episode. It did have a controversial so like final episode. Uh, but I would say that I liked the Lost finale. And I, I would too. say that I disliked the <laughs> how i met her mother finale and that it was sloppy and bad um <laughs> it's it's funny and i won't go off this tangent for very long but okay. it is funny that it it had kind of the exact opposite problem of lost where people like complained about lost they're like oh they're making it up as they go along it's like yeah that's like a lot of tv storytelling you're just described but uh but the problem with how i met your mother is that they had locked in an ending in like season two and the show had sort of outgrown the ending but they right. still had it recorded so they just slapped it on the final season and it did and it felt that way uh <laughs> and you're like wait what <laughs> uh so yeah so it was sort of the uh the opposite of lost if you will okay uh, but i i didn't i didn't like that finale so i i i haven't watched how i met your father um, I'm sure it's great. Uh, but Megan Rath will be in season two if you are watching that. Well, cool. So uh, we'll try to uh, follow the Supergirl uh, actors as they go to different places. It's a lot to keep up with, but we'll, we'll try <laughs> our best. So uh, send us links uh, in the future if we miss anything. So, uh, so that is good. All right. Well, I guess we uh, could talk about the latest uh, actor uh, doing something new outside of Supergirl, which is Kyler Lee in uh, the Hallmark original series titled the way home which just had its uh premiere on january 15th uh 2023 which i'm trying to re-emphasize saying a lot so that I, <laughs> i'll say 2023 and not 2022 uh so here is the imdb description of the way home's first episode which is not titled pilot like most tv shows uh do it's actually it does actually have a title called mothers and daughters and it says, quote, cat and teen daughter Alice move in with estranged grandma Dell. Escaping the tension, Alice explores the farm. Uh, is that what she did? And finds herself sure. on a surprising journey, unquote. So, uh, Morgan, I guess the, the first way to get into uh, our pilot pod here is uh, to, to think about the premise of this show and how... Uh, the, the first episode really sets up the rest of the series. That's kind of the function of the pilot episode is to give you an idea of the world and the characters. So how 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 did you think the, the Way Home did? So it's funny. Um, I remember the first time we read this episode description, or not episode, like the series description of, of the series. And we were like halfway through and it was like, 
And then there's time travel and you're like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it sold me. I was like, well, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, time travel. Like, okay. Yeah, I was like intergenerational trauma, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, time travel? But um, I would say that the experience of watching the pilot was a lot like the experience of reading that episode of uh, that series description. Because for a long time, it's just sort of a show about like mothers and daughters and complicated relationships and family dynamics and secrets no one will talk about. And I was like, honestly, I'm, I'm into it. I'm feeling it. Annie McDowell's there. She's got great hair. She's got great hair in the past. She's got great hair in the future. Uh, all, all, of, all of the Andy's looking great. <laughs> loving all versions of Andy <laughs> McDowell. But then like towards the end, like I want to say this is like, uh, maybe it was halfway, but it was maybe deeper than halfway. Um, like the daughter just goes, oh, no, I'm sad about that thing I threw in the lake. Let me just go fish it out. And then like the sea creatures come to like suck her into a witch portal into the <laughs> past. Um, and I was like, hmm, okay, sweet. Uh, but it, it did feel a little bit like... um. Like, the beginning of the show, like, if you weren't paying attention to, like, the first minute of the show, maybe you went and got a snack. You're like, hey, don't, <laughs> don't pause it for me. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I know. This show's about <laughs> mothers and daughters. And then you come back and you're like, did I miss anything? I was like, oh, like a whole, like a whole witch jumped into a crick. And you're like, cool. I don't, I don't know how that's going to come back later. And then suddenly she's like a, like a, a sea creature pulls her into a lagoon. You're just like, what? <laughs> and she shows up in 1999. <laughs> and then suddenly she's in 99. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> This is a different show than I <laughs> than I was led to believe. Uh, I don't know that if it's that's a good thing or a bad thing. I enjoyed watching the whole episode. I have to say, uh, so I'm not like it's not a uh, pointed critique or anything. I do just think it was really funny. Like it is almost like they set up to under to like to pull the rug out from under you. It's like this is just a normal lady, and she's got a, a rebellious teen, and her mom is prickly, and then. <laughs> And then before you know it, like, uh, you know, her daughter's just getting sucked down by Swamp Thing. And you're like, what? <laughs> What's happening? When the, like, the, when, like, the little tendrils of, like, seaweed and moss start, like, wrapping around her, I was like, uh-oh. They, they did pull her bad. down. Yeah, was... they pulled her straight into 99. <laughs> they were like, Y2K! <laughs> so I like the idea of time travel. And I think it's, a you know, it's very Back to the Future-esque, you know, going back in the past, seeing your your parents as teenagers uh it's 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 been done before but this is taking a spin on it the the thing that i have trouble with is uh time water time travel <laughs> i i don't know i think there is like precedent for some of this like you know you have uh the the lady but uh, the lady by the lake or the lady in the lake the lady of the lake i think like is the, who she is is that the, in like, in like arthurian uh, legend yeah arthurian legend so you you do have some of those those mythical creatures who are in the lake uh doing that kind of thing and there's a lot of uh stories that do time travel through water enchanted uh when you oh, when you yeah. when you when when giselle travels to the real world she does so because she's been pushed into a well uh, they, mm. they also uh, do that with Disenchanted, where uh, uh, Nancy and Edward is his name. Uh, they come to the real world through another well. So there are stories where traveling to other dimensions happens through water. But I just I was um, 
the more I thought about the water time travel, I was like, it that seems uncomfortable <laughs> and and a lot of work because you you come out the time traveling and then and you're all wet. Yeah. You're just a mess. Your you're, clothes you're, are ruined. You're in the middle of a forest. It could be. What if it was cold and and you what came out winter? and it was like thirty degrees? Like it's just, it's not ideal. Like at Do least with Back to the Future, you're in a car. You might be going fast and there's flames coming out of the back of the car, but at least you're in a contained, <laughs> you know, space. So I don't know what I think about water as a time travel mechanism. Yeah, it seems like a kind of like a bad time travel mechanism. I'm wondering if she's going to start like taking a dip to go back to 99 or if she's just going to be stuck in 99 for a while. But if she does, I think she should like store a coat on both sides of the, like <laughs> just like a puffy Have coat under a rock <laughs> extra change of clothes nearby exactly yes. exactly i i will say i was watching the 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 episode and when they first meet like the teacher first pops up and he's talking elliot. to elliot yeah and he's yes. talking to kate which is kyler lee's character and he's kind of got a crush on her and you can tell and then all of a sudden like her daughter comes and he goes ooh, and i was like Either that's going to play into it later, or this guy is a strange actor, like, making weird choices. So I have a question for you, because this is, we're really just diving into the time travel thing. We're just straight. We, we got to get to the time travel. I mean, we're going to talk about the characters and getting to know the characters and, and all of that. Uh, and I want to talk about Canada. That's definitely. Oh, oh Canada. <laughs> that's what I want to talk about, too. Uh, but uh, the time travel um did actually kind of happen the way I thought it might or that I thought it should have, which I was pleased with when uh, uh, Alice or Allie, I think they uh, call her in the episode. She goes back to 99. She meets her family back in that time period. And she's actually hanging out with her teenage mother. And then uh, Kyler Lee as the adult cat in the present day is looking through some pictures and she sees a Polaroid picture of, uh, her daughter with her younger self, even though it's kind of blurred out and a little fuzzy. I was actually glad that the time travel affected the present day. So now I'm curious, uh, Morgan, what you think about the fact that um, since Elliot has interacted with Alice in the past in 1999, I, 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 help me think through this. So, okay. She goes back into the past in 1999. She tells Elliot, hey, uh, I'm actually not from here. Uh, I'm a member of the the Landry family. Like she tells him everything, right? She kind of yeah. messes up what she what she's there. So does then teenage Elliot in 1999? Does he take that information all the way to the pre? I would assume he would take that information assume... all the way to the present day, so that when she shows up at the high school, even though he hasn't yet had that experience in the present. But he's already had so, it in the past. You yeah, know what so I'm, you know what I'm saying? I think from what I was kind of following is that like the reason that he goes woo woo uh, <laughs> when he, when he sees her like a like a Looney Tune cartoon <laughs> is that, uh, is that he recognizes her. He realizes, oh, I this is that girl that I the weird girl that I met. Um, back in the 90s when I was a teenager. And I think that's also why he takes her aside in class and is like, hey, anything that you need at any time, in any decade, wink, in wink. any 
Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, if this guy is being inappropriate with this girl, I swear to God. But no, it turns <laughs> out he was like, you might, maybe you might want to go talk to me in 90. No, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I so I think it was because he remembered helping her, mm-hmm. right? And when he sees her again, he's like, "Oh, I I know I helped this girl at some point." And so even though it was in his past, it's in her future. Uh, I don't know how knowledgeable he is about time travel. I guess we'll kind of find out because he was standing by the lake. Yes, uh, maybe he had a coat with him. I don't remember. He, uh, he does seems seem like to a know guy, that, so he, he does seem to know that that is the portal to the different time period. Yeah, so it seems like uh, we'll see, you know, how often she goes back and forth. But he definitely remembers having helped her out because he knows where the portal is, and he keeps telling, "Oh, she'll be fine." Uh, <laughs> uh, so I thought that was an interesting wrinkle that they added into it that kind of like pulls the time travel aspect of it in a little bit more that there is a character who remembers her in 99 and then interacts with her in the present although it feels like that would create some sort of paradox if he's like remember in 99 when you did uh oh and then like this does she do it because she she was going to or does she do it because she was told you know it's oh you always get into kind of like free free will spirals in these time travel stories Okay, so if we're going with the premise that Elliot recognizes her from 1999, why doesn't her mother? <laughs> um, that's a great question. I mean, I, I guess it's like one of those things where like you have a kid and you're like, they're getting older and you don't think, hey, it's so weird that my daughter looks exactly like this girl I met by a <laughs> pond in 99. You're probably just like, whatever, it's fine. But I, I feel like as this as this season goes on, right, the longer she spends in 99, like, the more implausible it, it becomes that, like, her mom doesn't remember. I was like, oh, man, you know what? You're growing up to look just like this girl I knew in high school. <laughs> And she, weirdly enough, she was real starstruck just by meeting my dad. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. She kept calling him grandpa. And uh, some things are starting to make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Donna says that there's a, an interview that Kyler uh, gave before the premiere that uh, this stuff is explained. So I guess I oh, explain in a later episode. So I guess they'll get to the. Uh, time travel uh, memories and how that informs uh, their present day. Uh, it looks like Armgard says Alice is on the Ooh. calendar in Kat's bedroom. So um, some, some things are starting to, the the more, of course, this is the time travel travel dilemma that if you go back into the past, you can start messing with the future, which is, which is not that nothing that uh, Brainiac five ever considered on Supergirl. Uh, <laughs> uh, Supergirl had a lot of time travel. They didn't care about that kind of thing. Um, but in the way home, that does seem to be affecting uh, what is happening. So I'm, I'm curious to see how how far they take that. Um, I was also uh, I had a lot of questions about Alice in the <laughs> past. <laughs> so Alice uh, gets fished out of this this lake uh, by Cat Landry, uh, who is now a teenager, and then um, she takes her back to the house to get a change of clothes because obviously water time travel is a very uh, dirty and wet uh, business. A messy business. So she goes back to the house and then this family never seems to ask like, hey, do you have parents in town? 
Uh, do you uh, do you want us to to call your parents? Do you want us to contact <laughs> your family? No. Oh, we'll just go straight to having dinner here, and we're never going to ask you questions about anything. I just thought it was strange that they they never like wanted to. I guess I guess the show didn't want want them to ask those questions because she was with her family. Yeah. To be fair, they're like I I think they at the dinner table they mention to her like or she mentions like oh yeah I just moved into the area with my mom and like uh, mentions about a divorce because I remember um, the young cat character was like oh I'm so sorry that must be so hard and she was Alice looks at her like it's your divorce. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it must be sorry, hard, mom. Yeah, <laughs> of course quit, it's hard. Yeah, Thanks quitter. for asking. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean they do ask her those things, but like if if I as a teenager had like stumbled upon some strange fan <laughs> or so or some or some strange teenager stumbled upon my family, some some, some swamp witch <laughs> that you pulled my, out of a pond. <laughs> my mom and dad probably would have been like who can we call to come yeah. and pick you up you know we're not going to bring you I, in as a, I do another like, shot we're not going to adopt you we, we need to find a place for you i do feel like there was like sort of a lack of being like hey we found you uh dying in a lake um <laughs> should like well, let's just call yeah we'll feed you but like let's call your parents real quick and tell them you're alive like yeah. there was none of that because obviously that would have gotten complicated real quick <laughs> She was like, oh, just um, don't address it. Uh, just, yeah, don't address it. We don't want to address it. it. Yeah, we're we're letting it go. We're putting on our uh, we're putting on our, our chokers and our uh, baby doll dresses over T-shirts. And we're just moving yes. on with our lives. Yes. <laughs> so I did. I did have a lot of questions about that because I, I thought that they they skimmed over that in such a way that it was perplexing to me. It's like, shouldn't you find this poor child's parents? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, but I guess that was a way to give, get her, uh, acclimated to the family and getting to know her, uh, her grandparents better and her uncle who, uh, tragically seems to have died as a, as a child, it seems like maybe. Yeah. So my, okay. I think my big question about, and this is not for the pilot, but for like the rest of the, the series is like, I feel like what is going to happen. This is my prediction is that she's going to somehow avert the tragedy I that think so. resulted in her either her her uncle like the little boy dying or the grandfather dying or both and that is going to create some sort of like paradox in the space-time continuum um and then i think it's going to get real weird that's my yeah. guess is that things are going to get wonky because she's going to try to save grandpa. She's like, oh, my God, when grandpa and I did that acoustic session, like we really bonded. I can't just <laughs> let him die. Uh, <laughs> mean, meanwhile, everybody on like Legends and The Flash are like, you got to let him die. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, I'm pitching this. Maybe this is how we find out whatever happened at the end of Legends of Tomorrow. We think that they're going to pop up on the flesh. They are not, sir. They are not. They're <laughs> popping up on this Hallmark Channel original broadcast to uh, to take her into time jail. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's, the, the, I think that speculation is definitely something that I, I agree with because uh, she, uh, Alice mentions to the young, oh, what is his name? The, the little brother, Kat's little brother, um, Jacob, maybe what's his I, name? I think so. I think it was uh, Jacob. Uh, like Lost, uh, the character named uh, Jacob in this one. Um, but uh, she says, you know, like take care of yourself. So, uh, so I think there is that. My question about the premise of the show and 
because the pilot is supposed to set the series up for for future episodes and, and kind of set the tone for the rest of the series. The way that it's set up currently, it feels like an eight episode one season TV series to me. It does. It does. It feels like it's going to be like a shorter, limited season thing. Um, I could definitely see it going to like a season two if they don't wrap up everything in season one. So I like if if it was me, maybe uh, what I would do is have her like uncover the family secrets this season and then decide at the end, like. I'm going to fix everything. Jacob, grandpa, you live. But then <laughs> you find out right at the finale, like that her doing that has like messed up everything. It's, it's the butterfly effect. The butterfly effect. And then Q season two, what's going to happen? <laughs> and, and I wouldn't have any answers for that. And I hope that they have thought that through if that's the way that they decide to go with it. But I feel like that it could be like a two season show. I think after two seasons though, I I I agree. It's gonna I feel like it might struggle to be like, how many more things can she mess up in the past? Yeah, because I I, I can't imagine that they would also the the water time travel also makes it a little <laughs> because you're gonna continue to have this young woman diving into the water and and getting pulled down by the seaweed and all of that stuff. So I, I just don't see that becoming a thing that happens for four or five seasons. It just, it just doesn't seem like something that I think would sustain itself for very long. Uh, Adana in the chat says uh, they have 10 episodes in another interview. Kyler makes mention of a season two. So I could maybe see a season two, but this does not feel as though it's set up to be a long running. I don't think I will say you can stretch it out for very I think long. that there are some mystery elements of it that could be interesting that they could play with if they want to like elongate the show. So like where did the witch come into it? Okay, so that could Okay, so all right. So we're pitching somebody, things here. It, okay, but like is the witch related to them? Oh, I think it definitely looks like Andy McDowell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so and I then, think the witch is in the family. Yeah, so they and then, can turn into witches in season 3. Exactly. It's real there. It's just like a, like, what is that? Um, not charmed, but, uh, the Nicole Kidman, uh, Sandra Bullock. Practical magic. Practical, yeah. They're practical in a small magic. town. Yeah. They're in a small town. It's a generational, uh, you know, generations of women. And then like one of them is like, oh my God, I have the, maybe this unlocks Alice's witch powers because she's like dunking in and out of the witch fountain. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God. I have maybe that's the twist at the end of season two. You think she's figured out, she's fixed the timeline, things are going great now. She's back, she's better than ever. Uh oh, she's got powers. Alice is the witch from 1814. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I love everything about this. <laughs> oh, what if? What if we we find out at the end of season two? She's fixed everything. She's fixed the timeline, and yeah. then she's like, she like chuckles to herself, and she's like, fooled everyone. And then we find <laughs> out that the real Alice is stuck in '99 still, and she is the witch from the pond <gasps> who was just like Ooh. sucking out the like the. She just needed Alice to go in and out of '99 enough times before she was like reborn. So she it becomes her villain orange origin it's story. It's her villain origin story, exactly. Mm. But maybe then, like, she learns to love or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, this is why I'm not a writer. This is this. These are all free ideas for them. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, I definitely do think the witch at the beginning of the episode uh, is in the Landry family. Um, but I, I guess this is another question that I have of just the way that people communicated to each other. So, so <laughs> sorry, I just had to surface this comment from Aaron who said uh, they will join Lena Luther's witch for a summer program. <laughs> That's it. It's a camp. The Luther We're, Foundation. Yeah. No. Well, no. But Cat Landry in the in 1999 was going <gasps> to the camp where she That's meets right. her future husband. That's right. So that right. could be a witch, a witch's summer camp. I love it. I love it. <laughs> She's gonna finally tap into the witchy powers within. <laughs> Lena's gonna be like, I believed in you all along. And, although I will say, like the um the place that they shot did seem like um the the forest in the lena luther uh lena luther's mom flashback when well it was in canada yeah when they all turned into the charms witches and yeah. like they did like a little music video like a little fair music video and stuff like that i was like oh why am i feeling like nostalgic for these woods <laughs> <laughs> lena where are you they were supposed to be in irish canada so uh so, so that's true there is a connection there um, yeah, so I guess the, the thing that I was confused about was, okay, so Kat and Alice drive all the way, I guess, from Minnesota uh, across the United States into, uh, they cross the, uh, the Canadian border into New Brunswick, and they've, they've gone back home. Um, but n- not once does Kat seem to tell Alice, there's a legend of this white witch uh, and uh, people think that she goes around killing people or whatever the little boy said, Jacob said. That seems like that would be something that you would tell your daughter when she's going to I, a new place. I mean, would you, though? Like the, the I local feel, urban legends? I you, feel like you maybe that's important to, like, information. <laughs> you want your daughter to, like, go with you. It's like it's like if somebody was, like, moving to New Jersey, I would be like, oh, my God, you're going to find the best pizza here. You're going to do this. This is, like, here you go. I probably wouldn't be like, but, dude heads up for that jersey devil that <laughs> that guy's real is, is <laughs> so, there really a jersey devil legend you didn't know about the oh no. my god rebecca remind me to tell you oh. about the jersey he has uh he has like he's like a like a horseman with like wings and like bat wings and he like flies around the pine barrens hmm. he's very mysterious uh we all love our jersey devil here he's a he's a he's a great he's oh. a great fella Wait, isn't there a hockey team, the New Jersey Devils? Oh, okay. So is that what that's about? Okay. It is what it's about. And uh, I went on a a ghost tour once, one time where they were like, you know, the legend is that the Jersey Devil like flew over the town that you live in, like that I live in. And I was like, oh my God, the Jersey Devil is all around us. Uh, but that is that is our our one New Jersey cryptid, if you will. Uh, but I probably wouldn't give people like a heads up. Uh, you know, well, what, don't if that put, what wander, if that put the daughter in danger, though? Don't wander into the Pine Barrens, lest you anger the Jersey Devil. And if the witch is in the Landry family, wouldn't Andy McDowell know about this and like give the give the yeah. daughter the heads up? Hey, that that's a sinkhole. But really, what really happened over there is a witch dove into that lake and we don't know what happened to her and she never came back or did she Uh, (laughs) i gotta i gotta say andy mcdowell love her hair is amazing uh she's suspicious i'm (laughs) i'm I'm keeping my eyes on andy she might she might be the witch she could be the witch or maybe like she knows about the witch maybe Mm. she's like keeping the family spell book like behind a i don't know a dresser or something i don't i don't think that she like 
flips that house that often. <laughs> I like well, that. I like that Cat was so mad about her redecorating, and I was like, Cat, you gotta like, please calm down. Like that place does not look like it was redecorated anytime soon. <laughs> well, she also chided her mother for getting rid of her father and her brother's memories, but and I guess correct me on this if I'm wrong, but it looked like there were pictures of them on the mantle in the yeah, house. I think, I think she was remem- that in the past. Was that like a pre- past memory? I think it was a past memory. So okay. I was a little unclear on this part too. I honestly had to like rewind that section. So I don't think it was like um, clearly marked, but she remember, she looks at the mantle and then she remembers the photos that used to be on the man- oh, mantle okay, from like okay. her childhood. And then she comes back and it's like different photos, none of which have the grandfather or the, the younger brother. And then she gets like real big mad. It's like, you know what? Your mom has to live there. And like, maybe it bums her out. Uh, so yeah. maybe go easy on her. Uh, yeah. I feel like there is probably reasons to be mad at uh, Andy McDowell's character. That one wasn't one of them. I, I thought Kate was like ridiculously uh, like mean in that scene where she was like, well, you've scrubbed them from the house. It's like, hey, like people grieve differently. Maybe you should like take true. a step back and chill out. <laughs> true, true. I think we were supposed to be on Kat's side, but I was like, I don't know. Like you are living there for free. So maybe. <laughs> also, you haven't talked to your mother in 20 years. I yeah. think you need to chill out. a little. Maybe you chill out a little bit. Uh, I see a, a comment from CM Gutierrez that said there was a documentary about the Jersey Devil on an episode of the X-Files. So see, we're famous. He's famous. <laughs> All right, that's good. <laughs> you got to give the Jersey Devil his flowers, man. <laughs> I just, I just think people need to be forewarned about things because <laughs> you're coming because, to the area. <laughs> because when Alice didn't know, she fell into a lake and it time traveled her back to 1999, where she met her teenage mother. That's true. Like if she you got, came, she's stuck in 99. <laughs> if you came to visit. And I was like, listen, the Pine Barrens are so beautiful, right? Like, you got you to gotta check them out. And then you were, like, swept off to the past by the Jersey Devil. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are doing in 99. <laughs> I don't know what a Jersey Devil does in 99. I don't but I, I, would feel, I would feel pretty bad. I would feel pretty bad. I wasn't like, <laughs> yo, before you go, though, <laughs> heads up. If you, see, <laughs> if you see, like, a half horse man with some bat wings, you're going to want to maybe walk see, the other direction. I would want to know. About that, I would want to know. Yeah, like, so the, the the issue is that Cat didn't give like a full tourist guide sort of picture to her daughter. She was like, "It's beautiful, small town. There is a witch, uh, <laughs> and she kills people." I think that's what the little boy uh, said. She eats people. It's I fine. guess part. I guess part of my skepticism with that is because I have recently been doing a lot of uh, watching Amy Adams uh, projects. Uh, because she's never going to play Lois Lane again, and it makes me very sad. And so I've been going through her filmography of things that I haven't watched before. And so I recently watched Hillbilly Elegy and Sharp Objects. Well, Sharp Objects, both of them, both of these projects are uh, stories about someone coming back to a town that they haven't been to in a long time that they used to live in. So there's (laughs) that. And then one of them, Sharp Objects, is about a woman in white who uh, leads uh, children to their deaths. And uh, so this is, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of all culminating in my mind with the way home. So I'm, (laughs) I'm like in sharp objects. I would want, I would want it. I would have wanted to know in sharp objects. Oh yeah. I think there was a lot of stuff that went down. You might have wanted to know about that. I've, so I haven't watched that show. I, but I hear Amy Adams was incredible in it, but 
I have read the book, so I know which which way that goes uh, if they followed the book. There, so. there are a couple of witches in there that um, <laughs> might be part of a family of uh, of, of nasty people. Um, so I don't want to spoil anybody on those things because they're very good. But uh, but it's just interesting. I recently watched those, and then the way home is a story about people going back to their going back their like, hometown, and then there's like a woman in white. I think I think the thing that you can take is like just don't go back to your hometown. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just don't worry just about move it. Move on with your usually, life. You know, usually when when uh, when <laughs> when recently divorced ladies go back to their hometown on like a, a Hallmark thing, they're gonna like meet like a hunky oh, like yeah, lumberjack up, yeah. around Christmas and. And like the, uh, I feel like poor Kyler Lee, it didn't go her way in this in this instance. <laughs> um, we have a comment from CM Gutierrez who reminds us that um, Annie McDowell's character was not a local; she was from the Carolinas or Georgia. So the grandfather grandfather probably knew about the local witch. So possibly, but but it seemed like Annie McDowell's character had been living there. So it seems like at some point she would know. Again, I got my eyes on her. I don't I don't trust yeah, her. Yeah, I think it's I think red flags are up uh, just uh, just because the 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 woman in white, the witch in white at the beginning did have long, curly black hair. Uh, so that was very Annie McDowell-ish. So I do think that there is something up with that. De- definitely a member of the Landry family. We just don't know which one yet, I think. Um, so Morgan, I guess we could talk about just, uh, we. I guess we've been talking about the characters a little bit, but um, how, how well do you think that the show set up the characters? Do you feel like you got to know them and what their issues were? Do you, do you feel like you're you're wanting to know more about them? Yeah, I feel like the the character stuff was actually pretty well set up in this pilot. I might have felt like a, a little bit like the time travel came out of left field. Uh, but the character stuff I felt like was pretty like they spent a lot of time really establishing who these characters are and like their sort of interpersonal relationships and, and their their issues with each other, I think, were pretty clear, uh, especially among the three women who were sort of the, the leads of the show, which is... Um, Kyler Lee and then Andy McDowell and then Kyler Lee's daughter. Um, I felt like I kind of, I kind of knew those characters. I think Andy McDowell's character was sort of like the one that was the most up in the air. Like she seemed kind of mysterious. Like what's her deal? Um, she was, you know, I, I, it'd be interesting to know more about what caused their estrangement. Was it something with the, you know, with the grandfather or the, or the son, or was it something like some big argument? They do seem to have a really hard time getting along. Uh, Andy, they're both kind of mean to each other, honestly. Like at first I was like, oh yeah, you know, Andy McDowell's character is probably like a mean, like kind of a mean mom. But then like Kat really goes after her for like how she redecorated the house after 20 years. It's like, Kat, you need to calm. You should be glad she redecorated the house. (laughs) That could have, that could have not ended up. (laughs) Do you remember the design choices of the nineties? Kat? (laughs) You don't want that. (laughs) Uh, And I think that the, the, the relationships with Alice and her mom um, seem pretty like well-defined. They're, really not getting along she's kind of blaming her mom for the divorce even though it does not seem like it's necessarily the mom's fault if the if his new girlfriend is moving in with him already it feels like that timeline seems fast also when she was like well i guess we're not gonna work it out um it feels like that's a hard way to find that out (laughs) that his his new girlfriend is moving in oh i thought we were just separated cool cool cool. i didn't want to get back together (laughs) 
anyway, that's chill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that the, the relationship between her and the ex-husband is also kind of interesting and that like he does seem like he does. It doesn't seem like they hate each other, but it's definitely very strained. Um, and the daughter seems like she has sort of a strained relationship with the mom, especially that kind of doesn't feel supported. So I think that they set up these like relationships between these characters and like what they're going through pretty well in the pilot, especially since it's just like, you know, it's like a 40 minute some pilot. So not a ton of time to do that. Plus time travel. <laughs> uh, so uh, kudos to them for getting that much like character, you know, relationship building into, you know, one little episode. Yeah, I think I know everybody's uh, relationship and connection to each other. So I think that I'm not confused about who is who and uh, what they're uh, what they're about. So I think all of the characters are set up pretty well. I don't know, and maybe this is because it's only the first episode, if I buy Kyler Lee or, or her character as a reporter, though, is is the yeah thing. I ha and, and maybe they'll establish her of is doing that but she just kind of walked up to the school with the big the big eyeglasses um that she didn't wear for the rest of the episode no, she did not those and, are those are her reporter glasses and she got fired so they took the glasses back so they, they just took those <laughs> it's off. like it's like uh, on those uh like police procedurals where they're like we're gonna need your gun your badge like as as she was cleaning <laughs> off our desk they're like i'm sorry we're gonna need your smart person glasses <laughs> You just put them right here. <laughs> I did find humor in it that she was playing a reporter and that she wore glasses like Cara would have done <laughs> on Supergirl. But uh, but I I haven't quite bought her in that role as of yet. They've, they've clearly established her as, as the mom. Uh, and I definitely buy her in that part of her character's role. So I, I'm going to need more uh, reporter cat uh, a, as we go along into the series to, to really establish that. So um, that's uh, what I the, the only thing that I kind of had trouble with. But I think everybody, all the characters are outlined pretty well. And um, I can see them all growing from this time travel experience and how this is going to affect them. So I do think that there are character journeys that, you know, and character threads that can be pulled. Yeah. And she did say that, like, her plan when she moves back with her um, with her mom is that she's going to write a book. Um, and you I think she's going to write a book about witches or time travel or both. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's going yeah. to be a bestseller. And she's going to be like, not based on a true story. <laughs> I'll, wink. I'll wink, wink. All fiction. Definitely fiction. not. This is not uh, real. Reality based. Um, but I did. I did like how. Like, how mean Andy McDowell's character was like, I think you should get a real job. It's like, yeah. hey, hey, I mean, sure, you probably should. But uh, I, I also like that she called up that old editor, like some person she met. She's like, I met this guy at a party three years ago or however many years ago. And he said he would be totally interested in the book for me. It's like, oh, that's not what you hung hung this hope on right yeah, and yeah. like when she tries to call him up he she gets blown off and you could just i i felt so bad for her i was like oh that backup plan's not not working out for you yeah uh i i do kind of wish that the show they probably won't do this but have you ever seen the movie uh funny farm with chevy chase that's a movie about a, a guy who goes to a farm oh to write a book. my god yeah i i haven't seen that movie in ages but i remember it being very funny 
Yeah, so uh, I kind of want her to have like a funny farm uh, situation where <laughs> lots of things go wrong while she tries to write a book uh, on a farm. But I, I think they'll probably take her her journey a little more seriously <laughs> than that. Uh, but yeah, so I think all the characters are are good to go. I just my my biggest my biggest questions surrounding this episode were how were they going to sustain this plot and the time travel aspect of it. Um, so, uh, so I'm curious to see how they, they stretch it out over the season. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's a situation where like she goes back and forth or if it's a situation where she's like in 99 for a while, I'm assuming that she goes back and forth just because of the fact that the teacher is like standing there with all of her stuff at the lake, like he's waiting for her to come back. Seemingly he knows she's going to come back soon. Um, and he would probably have that like foreknowledge, um, so I, I wouldn't assume that she's going to spend like the next whole episode or anything in like 99, but yeah. But then like the question becomes like, why does she go back? I'm assuming she just decides to like try to find out the family secrets or try to change the past or something. But yeah, could she, could she take someone with her? Ooh, like if, if like, I, would she if, take Kyler Lee, like adult cat? <gasps> with her back into that would be a dangerous game though now that would get chaotic that would be like what happens if you meet yourself in like the past like do you just does time just unravel i mean you're really butterfly affecting Uh that situation we need to get the legends in here she needs to go to time jail she's (laughs) she's messing with things uh not that the legends cared about any of that stuff either but um yeah no i think that's a good question like yeah could other people go back and forth like if you're just like taking a swim in the lake or is the the lake monster gonna pull you back to y2k as well and also can the people from 1999 come to the present oh <gasps> twist i don't know i don't know because i assume that the way the water time travel is really messing with me <laughs> i assume i assume that the way she comes back to the present is through that same lake so the the lake is at the Landry farm. So I guess the theory is that she goes back down to the lake. She hops back into the lake. She's then transported to the present. So why couldn't somebody from 1999 hop in that lake and have that same? And can mm. you, and also how did it know to, to take you back to 1999? Yeah. Why 99 specifically? Like, is it like a thing in back to the future where you can set the dial? <laughs> or what date you want to go to are you at the, are you at the whims of the the lake to like to take you back to a certain time period there's like a there's like a dial like on the kelp that she has to set <laughs> yeah it does seem like a very random like random time period just very conveniently when her mom was also a teenager and they can they can bond Maybe the lake, uh, I'm thinking about this too much, but uh, but maybe the lake senses something about you and like takes you where you need to go the most. <gasps> Ooh, yeah, I think that that could be the case. It's like, you know what? She really needs to know what it was like in 99 with her her teenage mom like, before everything bad happened in the family. Uh, it's like just sense that about her. Like, I, 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 where would it take you if you jumped into the lake? Oh, I don't know. I, I like, I would go back to the 90s. I yeah, I, I definitely would. Maybe what early, two, maybe early two thousands, like at the height of like Britney Spears and NSYNC. That, <gasps> that was, was a, good, a fun time. That was a time. <laughs> that was a, yeah, let's go. Let's let's go to post Y two K. 
that would probably I, I would like that uh that time period again uh that would that was pretty good um but yeah i i just uh was thinking about that because i do if i was writing the show I, I would have them time travel back into the past with the witch i would have mm. them go back to the 1800s but how yes. do you get to, but how do you get to the 1800s if you can't control what time period what if like one know. time she jumps in she's like i'm gonna go see my mom in in 99 and then we're gonna go see scream um and then <laughs> <laughs> she pulls herself out of the lake and it's like there's like a like an old witch lady like at the at the at the edge of the lake like what's up dearie and she realizes it's like 1799 or something <laughs> like that <laughs> wrong 99 <laughs> I just, I just think you're, if you, if you have no way to control the time travel, you're, you could get stuck somewhere. Oh yeah. And, and then, and then also you have no control story-wise about where the character goes into what time. Like, I just, I feel I like just that kind of, that, that might that. open up the story because like, if it doesn't always go to 99, you could just then take her anywhere. So she could just like pop up and it's like, oh my God. Am I in like the Victorian times and everybody's <laughs> like, oh my God, look at that harlot. <laughs> Cause she's got like a, her elbow showing or something. Um, but yeah, I feel like you could, you know, it, if it's at the whims of the pond, uh, you could really take her to, you could have some interesting episodes where she doesn't go where she expects to go. And she just ends up, you know, somewhere crazy. But I mean, with, which ancestor? <laughs> But wouldn't that make you want to stop time time, uh, time traveling? Like that would make me want to be. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't do it. it. I wouldn't do it for sure. Because if but, I didn't know where it was going to come out, I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Oh yeah, no. See, I'm a uh, I'm too like risk adverse to like jump into a jump into a a pond hoping to do some time traveling, even if it was to you know the height of Brittany and Justin. I don't. <laughs> I just don't know that it would be worth it for me. And especially if I like could pop out of the pond and it's like the Salem witch trials and they're like, does she know how to read? Drown her. It's like, no, <laughs> I'm going back. I'm going back. No. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that is the irony of the witch situation is, uh, you know, does the, the witch float? Really a no win situation for you. If <laughs> the, the witch may not float. She, she drowns and then she time travels. Is Ooh. what's what's happening? I hope that happened to all the witches, but we know <laughs> it did not. <laughs> that was sort of a best case witch scenario, huh? Like it's like, oh my god, it's so lucky that this time portal was in this pod. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess my hesitancy is as uh, somebody who would be p potentially like if I was potentially time traveling through a pond. I would want to be able to control where I go. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's, if I had no control over that, I wouldn't do it. Wouldn't it's not go. a safe situation. It's it's just, I wouldn't, listen, if you know that your neighborhood pond is also a time travel portal, I'm just saying, I don't know if I would recommend you just, you take that bad boy for a spin. Because <laughs> <laughs> how are you guaranteed that you're going to go back to 1999 every time? You're just really not. Like, how does, yeah, how does she know? I kind of hope that she is she one of these times she's like gets really used to going back to 99 and then one time she jumps in and she gets out and she's like uh oh this isn't 99. <laughs> well, that that feels like a season finale. Yes, that's yeah. a season finale for sure. She's, she's like, been oh, going no. to 99 this whole time and then the last time she comes out on the final episode of season 1 she's like uh oh I'm in 1814. 
And there's like all these villagers with like pitchforks around yes. the pond. And I feel like that's gotta happen. You slowly back up into the pond. <laughs> <laughs> and the pond's not and, and the, pond, the pond's like, sorry, I'm not time traveling right pond's now. Like, You're just stuck oh, here for a little while. Pond's like, I'm sorry, I'm really tired. Like I've got a <laughs> self-care is so important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh so i have a lot of questions about the time traveling pond i'm sure they will answer all of them i uh, hope the pond comes to have like a like a fun personality like, oh what what if it did have like a personification yeah like, like the the pond <laughs> the pond just decides things like yeah, pond you sent me to 1500s again <laughs> I'm so sick of it <laughs> Well, like, like I'm thinking about on Merlin, like the Lady of the Lake, like yeah. would would do things. I wonder if like the pond could eventually have some sort of, I don't know what the word is for that, but like have a, a like a persona attached to it at some point. Maybe what the is, witch comes out and I becomes like a like a time traveling mentor. What if in the season finale, Alice pops out of the lake and she's like, "Guys, it's wild, but I have this sword." <laughs> <laughs> just comes out with a sword she's like i think i'm the chosen one <laughs> and, it, and then it becomes like a whole different show <laughs> that could be a way to continue to further the the series yeah listen. and keep reinvigorating it this show can now be whatever you want it whatever to whatever, whatever you, you want, it want. <laughs> so i don't know i don't know what the pond is going to become or how much control <laughs> it has over everything but it does seem to uh have alice's fate in its hands for now and it's metaphorical upon hands i see and there's a comment in the chat where donna says there's a promo where elliot tells alice that the pond decides where and when you go i would not time travel with the pond in that yeah in that I think, way i think if he was like listen it's it's wild but the pond is going to it's going to take you where you need to go i'd be like oh, listen sir i don't know this pond and i don't <laughs> I don't understand its priorities and I'm, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I would trust the pond. I don't, I me. wouldn't either. No, no. I want to know. I want to like, have like when you're in a, like an Uber and you have the map of where you're going to, can the pond give me that? Can I drop pin for uh, my location to my friend? <laughs> pond. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm going to ride, I'm going to ride this premise out as so far i thought you're gonna ride you're like i'm gonna ride the pond i'm going <laughs> so so help, help me think through this sure, so sure alice let's say alice comes back from 99 she's like mtv is still going it's great uh <laughs> trl is still is still on it's been really Hanson fun baby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she goes right from 1999 and then she meets up with elliot uh, who is the teacher now at the high school yeah I'm assuming the conversation with Elliot is going to be like, here is, all right. So Alice is going to tell him like, this is what happened to me. I met my mom as a teenager. I met my uncle, my grandfather who are not in the picture anymore. I've, I've done all these things. And, and Elliot's response, I think should be, don't do that anymore. You're yeah. going to mess with time and your family history, butterfly effect, yada, yada. Don't do that anymore. All of space and time could unravel <laughs> and we could all just be floating in the ether. Don't, <laughs> don't unravel time. <laughs> I watched not that Spider-Man. I watched that Spider-Man movie. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> so, so that's what he should tell her. Yeah. That's probably, I'm assuming not what happens. Okay. My, my question is also if the pro, if in the promo, Elliot is like, listen, 
the pond is going to decide where you, where and when you need to know. Elliot, sir, how do you know? Has Elliot been jumping in the pond like, where oh. do I need to go? And then like, just like shooting out in like, you know, 1955 or something. Like what? So how does is, he know? This is a good question. <laughs> so is it not just for the witchy Landry family or is it for anybody? So that's, uh, that's also it's a, a big uh, burning question. It's just like, <laughs> if you were like, oh, sweet. Uh, it's really hot today. I'm just going to go for a little swim. Would you then find yourself in like 99 and be like, oh, this was the time travel pond. See, this is why you need to know <laughs> the local legends. <laughs> you need to be an informed citizen of this uh, small town in Canada. You pop up you're like, decisions. oh, this feels like 99 and like the, the Jersey Devil sitting on the shore and he's like, I told you. <laughs> Yeah, I just have questions about how Elliot would know the mechanics of the pond. Like, sir, have you used the pond? So I assume he's worked that out. So in in from our, the past, probably yes, in right? the past. Okay. So he's worked with Alice, I guess, in the past to work out the time travel mechanics. But we're just now seeing the effects of that in the present day. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm interested in if it's only. Only Do just you for think the Landry family. She ever like skips ahead a little bit and like in the family history and then she pops up and they're like, What well, did you come for dinner? Why do you look exactly the same? It's been ten years. Like <laughs> <gasps> can she go to the future? Well, I mean, everything is the past for her, right? So like ten years post ninety nine would still be the past for her. See, this is why I'm interested if teenage cat can go into the future and meet a, or like know what happens to Ooh, her i don't know there's a lot of there, this this show is asking a lot of questions i feel like we're like deep in the weeds and this is what happens <laughs> for me with time travel i remember like early in in legends when they cared about like the rules of time travel right and then they gave up and then it was it was <laughs> better for my brain but like it was like okay but if they change this thing like won't that mess with this thing or did they only do that thing because of this thing in the past and like does that just like create an infinite loop that gets really confusing if you think about it too much yeah uh, time travel is a is a tough one i feel like it's really hard to like make your time travel logic very consistent so i don't expect this show to have like the best like ironclad time travel logic but uh I feel like it does open up like a lot of questions. Like I want to know more about this pond. I want to know more about their witchy family. If, <laughs> if indeed their family is witchy. No, their know. family. I think we've firmly established. Yeah, they're, it's witchy, they, right? they are yeah. a family of witches. Oh, definitely. I, so yeah, maybe it only works for her because she's got that witchy, that witchiness inside yeah, of her. She's, she's magical. She's uh, mystical in her, in her DNA. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, that's a big question I have. Can only the Landry family use the time traveling lake or mm. could Elliot uh, time travel as well? Ooh. So I have a, I have a lot of questions. We're gonna, okay. I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to keep on with this thing to find out. <laughs> I think so. It's it's like Lost. I'm intrigued. So I have to keep watching. <laughs> it is so much like Lost. <laughs> uh, that's how I'm gonna get everybody to start watching. Like it's listen. It's on the Hallmark chat. Stop walking away from me. It's just like Lost. <laughs> There's a pond. Uh, I'm gonna be able to really pitch this very well to people. Okay, I have one more question. And, and we should probably wrap it up soon because I, th I think we could talk about. No, time let's just keep talking time. about the bond. 
but do you do you think there should be more consequences to time travel? May I mean maybe the butterfly <laughs> effect will be the only consequence that you need, but if if you just have it so that she time travels all the time and nothing happens to her, that to, that to me seems a little like there should be some sort of like she like maybe grows gray hairs or uh Ooh. you know something happens to her like she loses memories or like in back to the future where you start to fade away because you've <gasps> in the picture because you've messed something up in the past like should there be a, like an additional consequence to her actions when she's messing the time part of me wonders I feel like there's like two, like a couple, there's a bunch of different ways that this show can go, which is kind of fun as like, some, like after watching the pilot, you usually have like a pretty good sh idea of like what the season's going to be about, unless you're talking about severance and then that thing is crazy, uh, <laughs> which is like, also like lost. Watch severance. Um, <laughs> but uh, I feel like I, like, there's also a version of this show where she goes back in time and she's like, I can save my family. But something that she does actually leads to the exact circumstances of her family being broken. Oh. So, like, she does something that leads to her grandfather dying by accident, or like her her um her uncle like going missing or whatever. I don't know if he's if he died or he went missing or whatever. We talked about him like he had died. He, but I thought. I he, mean, I guess he could be missing, but it really sounded like it he sounded had died. like it sounded pretty permanent to me yeah. yeah so like maybe by accident she does something to create this bad current situation without while she's trying to fix it and like kind of a you know a time travel you know the future is inevitable kind of situation i don't know will will hallmark get that dark i don't know so what we're actually talking about here is very scientific like scientific time travel theories oh yes you have paradoxical time travel and then you have non-paradoxical time time travel so paradoxical i learned this by watching lost nice um, so <laughs> we're i'm just trying to see how many times i can say lost in this podcast episode <laughs> um but paradoxical time travel means that you can alter history you know you, you can change the future you can affect time and change the future but non-paradoxical time travel means no matter what you do, the future is always going to be what the future is going to be. And you can't do anything to change it. So maybe there is an instance. I guess it depends on. <laughs> they are not thinking about this in the in the writer's room at all. But it, they, they could, depending on which version of time travel that they pick, would set up the rules for how they choose to go about the story. So if they decide this is non-paradoxical time travel, it could be that Alice goes back in time and there's nothing she can do to save her grandfather. And it could be just some, like yeah. all the events play out as they do. Although it sounds like. <sighs> or like more heartbreakingly, like maybe something that she does to try to save, like change the situation is actually what leads to him dying in the first place. So like, so if like she, she hadn't change. gone back in time, he would have lived, but because she did, he died. And, but she only did because he was dead in the present. You know what I mean? So it then becomes like this tangled web. Or, or maybe he would have died anyway, but in this yes. specific timeline, she is the one who mm -hmm. uh, causes it to happen. Um, so there's, there's a lot of ways you could go about the time travel theories within the show. So I don't know. I guess they could theoretically like mix it up. Like they could have some elements that are non-paradoxical and some that are paradoxical, but 
that hurts my brain. <laughs> I did see a comment in the chat and I don't know where it is now. So sorry for whoever said it, that um, it there like did, was it Alice who wrote the letter to her mom from her grandmother to okay. get them there? Okay. But so like th past Alice. Okay. So this is a good question. <laughs> I think we should speculate on who we think it is. Yes. So Morgan, who do you think it is? Um, I think it, I think it, Hmm. Who do I think it is? I think I think it was probably past past Alex. I mean, uh, past Alice. Like the the not like the some version that was in '99. Who did it? And then like, yeah, I don't know how that works. I think it could be. I think it could be Alice. Uh... Unless she's popping up all over the place, right? If she's not only popping up in 99, maybe at some point she pops up like, you know, closer to the present day. And she's like, got to send that letter. Got to get us to Canada. But because she had already, this is like the Harry Potter uh, exactly. version of time travel. Like <laughs> you already knew that you did it. Yeah. So you so got to do it. So that, so that it has to be something that you like do a, when you get like to a... the present <laughs> Yeah, time turner situation. Classic, <laughs> classic, classic time turner situation. So uh, it could be Alice. I think Alice is a good uh, contender for that. I also would put past Andy McDowell in the ring for that. Ooh. So okay. It could be that Alice from the present talks to past. Oh, but that would that would hmm. that would create a real paradoxical mm. time travel situation mm. but she could talk to past andy mcdowell and give her the the deets on the what's going to happen in the future and past andy mcdowell could write the letter to her future oh i don't know that Maybe. that was a, that was another thing so it could still be the moms because she said in the episode that's in your handwriting she yeah. recognized it as the mother's handwriting and when she was um when she was arguing or she's talking to somebody. She said, "Like, it. it th the implication I think was that like she had like written this letter and like put it away and was like, I'm never gonna send it. And then somebody had sent it. So like maybe past somebody goes through her things and was like, here you go. Yeah, I, don't I know. I think you have to. The letter is by a the mystery. Of, yeah, <laughs> I think by the end of the season they need to answer that question." Yeah, that one I think is going to be a little bit harder than some of the, some of the other mysteries because it's just like, yeah, how was it in her handwriting? How would they have sent it at that time? Because the time was like so close to the present. I don't know. It's not yeah. like you can like schedule it to go out. It's not it's a <laughs> Facebook post <laughs> or like a like an email that you you draft. Yeah, exactly. Like, and have go out in the next. All morning. right, nine a.m. and then you go to bed. <laughs> 3 a.m. in the morning, you're like, I can't send it now. I'm gonna look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> not that any of us do that. Not that no, we've never, never that done that. No, uh, where we had to draft an email at midnight. That's never been a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so I do think that there is a a good juicy mystery with the letter um, uh, because we did get some information about that. That the present day Andy McDowell said she did not write it, uh, but that it was in her handwriting. So there is that. I just I have a lot of questions about this pilot. Uh, I so I I guess we could go. I, I gotta into... have them. I gotta have them answered. I I I think this is like the big question we we sometimes ask it at the end of pilot pods on the Legends podcast. Like, are you are you gonna keep watching? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, uh, I think I will. I I think I think there's <laughs> enough. Uh, there there's enough questions for me 
about the time traveling pond that I, feel like I want I, answered. So I think I'm going to keep watching. I feel like I got to know the answer about the time traveling pond. Like I just got to <laughs> know what it's, what its deal is. How does its it motivations work? are? Yeah. How does it work? Why does, the, why, does, why does the pond care about this girl going back to see her teenage mother? I why, don't why know. Does, why does it, <laughs> the pond could be doing other things? The Listen, the pond's bored. And it's like, <laughs> the pond's like, listen, I don't, like, I don't want to be this person, but I love drama. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the pond always chooses to like spit her out at like her teenage mother. She's like, oh God, <laughs> this is, this is dramatic. And the pond's like, yes, it is. <laughs> the pond's over there eating popcorn. Eating popcorn. She's like, where'd that giant popcorn bucket come from? The pond's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I have I have a lot of questions about the pond, the time traveling pond, and the implications of that for uh, the family and for the rest of the series. So I'm actually curious how they do stretch this out because I guess in theory you could reinvent things every season where yeah. you explore a different thing about the family, whether it's the the witch. The witchy yeah, part maybe, of the family. So maybe season two is like she's like, okay, I fixed my current day family, but I heard that great aunt Sarah got killed by some pitchfork wielding villagers. So I'm just gonna go fix that now too. And she's like, Pond, take me to the drama. And the pond's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the pond is like the Andy Cohen from like the, the Housewives reunions. Pond's like, sure, don't mind if I do. <laughs> Every so, season she goes to a different generation of her family, creates chaos, and then fixes it. Uh, yeah, and then maybe at some point in the future, maybe like towards the end of the series, Alice, teenage Alice, goes uh, to the future and meets <gasps> her daughter. Oh, my God. And her daughter is like, I'm so mad at my mom. And like teenage, <laughs> teenage Alice pops out and she's like, your mom worked hard for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, excuse me. That actually kind of reminds me, I guess I'm, I'm queuing into the fact that like in the last couple of years, all I've watched are like um, time travel shows uh, with teen girls. But... <laughs> There's a show on Amazon Prime called Paper Girls. It's actually based on a comic book by, I think, Brian K. Vaughn. And uh, it, the premise of it is basically that they're paper girls in the 80s. And then they go to the future. And they kind of, like, do a lot of time traveling. And they meet a bunch of their future selves. Uh, oh, Bunsen, <laughs> Bunsen loves this uh, This this show Bunsen was a big fan he watched it with us he said oh are you we talking about paper girls like don't don't mind if I do do you do you think Bunsen would jump in the time traveling oh Bunsen would would not jump in the time traveling (laughs) Bunsen is a Bunsen's pretty cautious that would be a beaker thing he would probably he would he would then have to jump in after beaker he'd be like oh no uh and maybe try to rescue him but I don't think Bunsen on his own hi buddy yes it's very nice (laughs) Uh, I don't think Bunsen on his own would jump into the pond. I think Bunsen has a little bit more. Yeah. Cat's notoriously not big fans of water. No, not big fans of water. (laughs) Although he does like to sit in the sink sometimes. So (laughs) who knows, really? Who knows? (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Um, So I guess, Morgan, would you continue watching the show? Yeah, I think I I think I if especially knowing that it's like 10 episodes, uh, I think. Bunsen, 
do 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 you want to weigh in here, buddy? And it seems like you have a lot of opinions about the ring light and its placement. Uh-oh. Uh, he's, he's back again. <laughs> he's on the ring just light. he's just knocking over the ring light, he rubbing loves his the head. Light. Rubbing his head aggressively into the ring light. He, he's like, I've got to find my light. You don't understand. He's like, you don't know what it's like to be this beautiful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'd watch. I think 10 episodes is really doable. And I want to know what happens with the pond. So, you know, I mean, I'm in it for the pond as much as I am for Kyler Lee now. <laughs> I'm yeah. very invested. Yeah, I think uh, it did a pretty good job setting up the series and where it could go. Did you take my Lego? Oh, no. Did you take that out of your mouth, young man? I have like a little Lego. Oh, no. A little Lego, Morgan. No, no, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's getting bad here. Okay. <laughs> I guess I guess we could, um, uh, if you need to. No, we could... <laughs> no. All right. All right, buddy. I, I liked it when you came to visit, but you got to go down now. Say bye to your <laughs> adoring public. Say, oh, my God. He really is. He's feeling very emotional. <laughs> he really he really needed that. OK, we're, we're back. We haven't po- we haven't done any podcasting in about a month in the lab. Cast. Yeah, we're he just was like starving oh, for my for audience. <laughs> my God. <laughs> I know, buddy. It's hard when nobody tells you how nice you look, but <laughs> but I'm I'm afraid that you've gotten addicted, addicted to the the fame and the fortune. <laughs> I'm so surprised it's Bunsen and not Beaker. It's always Beaker, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's in what's gotten into him today. Interesting. Well, um <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy, Uh-oh. let it go, let it go. Uh-oh. Sometimes he likes the wires. He likes to play with them. Like so wires. we just we yeah. just have to move them out of the way. I think I think he's done now. Yeah. Okay, he seems done. <laughs> Sorry uh, about that. That, that is... was Bunsen's corner. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I think we both enjoyed the way home. Lots of questions. Uh. So we'll we'll probably keep uh watching it. I don't know that we'll do any more podcast episodes about it. Um, but uh, I don't know. The finale might be crazy <laughs> if, if, if we feel the need to to revisit it uh, just because we have a lot of burning questions. Yeah, uh, we'll 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 maybe consider it. But uh, uh, it's fun to see these uh, Supergirl actors and other things and seeing them uh, continuing on uh, their acting uh, career path. So it's it's good to see uh, that they are continuing to uh, do good work and uh, uh, find new ways uh, to tell stories. So that is very exciting. All right. Well, I guess Morgan, should we get into some listener feedback? Sure. We have an email from Donna who writes, I wanted to write and share how much I love the new Hallmark series, The Way Home. Obviously, anyone who knows me knows what a major Kyler Lee fan I am, and I am genuinely pleased to see her return to my TV screen, creating another complex character, Kat Landry. The entire show is unlike anything I've ever seen on Hallmark before. It combines the traditional Hallmark family drama with a touch of mystery, intrigue, and a strong element of magic. I say magic rather than traditional sci-fi time travel. Uh, Kyler, as the soon-to-be divorced and newly unemployed Kat Landry, desperate to connect with her daughter and haunted by a family secret. Kat's definitely a strong woman. She's just being overwhelmed by so much life and issues coming at her at once. We've seen Kyler play a police officer, a doctor, and even a superhero, but this is the first time we've seen her, aside from a brief stint as an adoptive mom on Supergirl, play the mother to a teenage girl, and she nails it. 
Um, Kyler has struck gold in her choice of material. Lightning strikes again with her phenomenal co-stars. Kyler has amazing chemistry with her co-stars, but truly excels when she acts opposite someone that lets her display what a powerful actress she is. Casting Annie McDowell as her mother, Dell, was inspired. The crackling energy and dynamic scenes between the two as estranged mother and daughter easily reminded me of scenes between Kyler and Melissa Benoist. You know, anytime these two are together on screen, the scene will be something special. The series is also going to make a star of young Sadie Laflem, uh, Laflam, Laflam Snow, uh, who plays her daughter, Alice. This may be one of her first parts in a major series, but the young actress more than holds her own with pros like Kyler and Andy. The Landry women make a formidable team. I would be remiss if I did not mention Alex Hook, who plays the teenage version of Kyler's character, Cat, Like Supergirl did with uh, Olivia uh, Ni- Nikonen, the way uh, Yeah, home- I think it was Nikonen. Nikonin? Okay. Um, The Way Home picked the perfect younger version of her character with this talented young actress who easily captures Kyler's speech patterns and mannerisms. I got it. Yeah. I feel like we, I, we did not actually talk about the young uh, actress who played like young Kyler Lee, but like she was really good. It did really remind me of um, the actresses that they got to play young Melissa and and young Kyler in, um, in Supergirl because it, it, she really did get that like way that Kyler Lee speaks. Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite scenes in the uh, pilot episode is with that young cat and the younger brother, Jacob, when they're uh, in the bedroom under the stars and uh, they sort of fall on the bed together and are laughing. And it was, it was a sweet little moment between the siblings. Um, so that young cat really did a good job, even with, without having to say anything, did a really good job of portraying that character. Uh, and Donna goes on to say, add into the mix, Evan Williams is Landry's neighbor and Kat's ex-BFF, who also shares some strong chemistry with Kyler and the entire cast shines. Going on the journey of the way home is going to be fun, exciting, intriguing, and already heartbreaking and heartwarming. For her first series since Supergirl, Kyler Lee has chosen well, and the series looks like a winner for Hallmark to me. Kudos to them for choosing an out-of-the-box family drama created by a talented mother-daughter team. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Heather uh, Conkey and uh, Alexa Clark and Marley Reed. Uh, definitely worth watching yeah we didn't really talk about uh elliot that much but i i just have one more question um if uh so it sort of seemed like elliot and cat were maybe gonna like rekindle uh, a relationship that could turn romantic what if, what if something happens in the past where cat doesn't go to the camp to meet what's well, his face, I, the I husband was, i was she thinking ends about up falling that. in love with the neighbor with Elliot instead, and he becomes Alice's father somehow. I was thinking about I'm that thinking too, about this too, because much. it was like a it was like a Back to the Future situation where, like, if you derail your parents from you know getting together, you don't exist. What happens like, to your can existence? Kat, can Cat accidentally undo her entire existence? I think I think we should find out. We should find. We have to find out. <laughs> we got to know about that crazy pond. <laughs> Yeah, so I think there are a lot of questions that open up out of all that. Well, and we speaking do, of questions, <laughs> so we we do have some snap judgments uh, that we will uh, make about the way home. They're way home centric snap judgments. Uh, so uh, let's get to snap. In the game of snap judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended, and explanations are unnecessary. Okay, first snap judgment. Would you rather be a news reporter in Minnesota or a book author in Canada? 
I think if I had to pick, I would say book author in Canada. It seemed like a nice place. I mean, they have a time traveling pond out back that you never know when you're going to go, <laughs> Where go pop to. Out. Uh, but, but I think if I had to, that farm looked really nice. It would be a really peaceful place to write a book. So I think that's what I would pick. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go author in Canada, too. It seems it seems nice up there. It seems chill. It seems like the perfect place to write a book. Like it's where I imagine like, you know, you go to write. So, you know, you're in like kind of like on a farm in the woods. You can you can write right by the magical pond that takes you to 1999. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a I think it's a great location. Uh, As long as you don't fall in the pond, I think you're great. Yeah. Good inspiration uh, (laughs) to be around. All right. Would you rather time travel by falling into a lake or piloting the Legion cruiser? I mean, I think I would pick Legion cruiser because then you can pick where you time travel to or when you time travel to and uh, you don't have to get wet. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is kind of a no brainer. The Legion cruiser is so much nicer. It's like you're getting there in luxury. If you if you use the pond, first off, that thing takes you where it wants you to go. (laughs) And we... We know that we know that pond loves drama. We know that pond <laughs> loves mess. It's gonna it's gonna drop you off somewhere bad. Uh, but the Legion Cruiser, I can choose where I'm gonna go. Right. So like I don't you know I don't need to like accidentally stop my parents from meeting because the pond was bored that day. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Legion Cruiser is a little more luxurious. Plus, yeah. you don't have to almost drown. Yeah, Which, that's a bo- that's going to be a bonus for sure. Yeah, yeah, I would not want to have to drown every time I time traveled. Uh, no, that, that seems grim. So yeah, definitely not doing that. Yeah, I'd probably time travel a lot less if I had to almost <laughs> drown every single time. <laughs> we know I love time traveling. Uh, <laughs> if you move to a new town, would you want to know about the local legend of the White Witch, or would you rather be kept in the dark about it? I guess we've already talked about this. But I, I, I mean, I, I think want, this is an important question. But I want to be an informed citizen. I yeah. want to know, like, it's almost like if you bought a house that where somebody had died and there was like a ghost. Yeah, you would want to know that as the purchaser of the house. So I yeah, think sure. I would want to know about all the weird things in the place where I was moving. I'm going to start asking people just like when they invite me to like come visit them someplace. I'm going to be like, okay, but like, what's your cryptid situation? Like, <laughs> what's your local uh, mysterious is- legend? Has Bigfoot ever visited you? <laughs> like, what's going on in your woods? What, what's happening in your nearby woods? <laughs> the Mothman come by? Uh, yeah, I, I want to know. I want to know. If, if there's a mysterious white witch stealing children, that feels like a thing I should know about before I show up. Yeah, I know. think I think so. Just a, Yeah, I, I also want to like immerse myself in the local culture, right? <laughs> You want to blend in. I want to blend in. I want to know all all the happening stuff. Take me to this white witch. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I think both of us want to be informed citizens of the local culture wherever <laughs> we move. No judgments on your snap judgments. Well, thank you, Morgan, for uh, taking me through time in our discussion about the Way Home Pilot and having a pilot pod here on Supergirl Radio. Uh, Now we need to get to some Supergirl Radio and some DC TV podcast plugs. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at 
Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the CW Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy our Supergirl Radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired. DC TV Podcast also has a Tee Public store, so if you're in need of new DC TV related t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, onesies, mugs, notebooks, pillows, or stickers, go to supergirlradio.com and click on the Tee Public store link at the top of the page. Now see here, Supergirl Radio is part of the DC TV Podcast Network, so if you want to listen to other shows, we've got The Flash Podcast, Legends of Tomorrow Podcast, The Lituation Room, DC on HBO Max Podcast, Stargirl Podcast, Superman and Lois Radio, Green Lantern Podcast, The Sandman Podcast, DC TV After Dark, and Justice League Dark Podcast. Since we talked about Kyler Lee's new show this week, we have some Alex Danvers designs in the DC TV podcast Tee Public store that we would love to suggest to you. Yeah, we don't have any uh, time traveling pawn designs. No, we need to get that merch in the store <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be some somebody, good best sellers. If somebody's listening to this and they want to make like a, a design of like a pond eating popcorn, like, yeah, <laughs> that, that would that would be amazing. I would buy that shirt for sure. <laughs> yeah. So we don't have any uh, The Way Home merch, but we do have some Kyler Lee uh, merch in the Tee uh, T- Public store of her as Alex Danvers. So you can definitely check that out and we would recommend it. Uh, also, we would like to thank our legion of uh, super sponsors for supporting Supergirl Radio on our Patreon. Uh, these people are Michael, Anne-Marie, Yvonne, Nicola, Leslie, Abby, Miriam, Nicole, Brian, Ethan, Danny, Tara, and uh, Majuba. So thank you for supporting uh, Supergirl Radio through the Patreon. We have uh, four month uh, monthly levels that you can choose from. We may be uh, tweaking these a little bit mm-hmm. In the upcoming year, so uh, stay tuned for that because we want to give you the the most bang for your buck uh, when you support Supergirl Radio. So we're going to figure out uh, better ways to do that. So you can do that at patreon.com slash supergirlradio if you want to go check that out and help uh, support the podcast. Well, if you want to follow me personally, you can do that uh, several ways. You can find me on uh, the social media platform Vero. Uh, I'm at Derby Kid over there. I kind of share what I'm uh, listening to the, the the Amy Adams projects that I'm uh, watching, the, the various <laughs> Amy Adams uh, TV shows and movies. I have yet to watch Nocturnal Animals. Ooh. And um, I, I feel like there's something else that I'm missing, but that's one of the big ones that I have not watched yet. So that'll be the next Amy Adams uh, project that I watch. Um, and I also posted about how I uh, started reading a book, uh, which is Ooh. rare for me. Uh, about uh, Gavin McLeod's life. Uh, so I don't know if you know, but Gavin McLeod uh, played Captain Steubing on the love boat. Uh, <laughs> so he actually um, was in a ton of things and knew a lot of famous people. He tells a really funny story about uh, having Betty Davis come over to his house for dinner one time. Uh, spoiler alert, she was not real pleasant. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so there's some fun stories in that Gavin McLeod uh, autobiography. So I've been reading that. So you would know that if you followed me on Vero, uh, you can also, uh, follow me on Instagram at the Derby kid. So I post the occasional picture over there, uh, picture and reels, trying to do some reels, trying to do some video stuff over there too. 
Um, and then you can check me out on youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. I do a live stream Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern going over the Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice negative reviews from the top critics of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, those are sometimes uh, very interesting. Uh, uh, the one from Entertainment Weekly actually had uh, the greatest line that I've read in a uh, film uh, review of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. And uh, he was trying to be negative about it, but he also said that the uh, Wayne murders that Snyder gave it the haunting visual power of a primal myth. And I was Ooh, like, oh, fancy. That is, that is really good. Uh, so I wish I had written that about uh, <laughs> or said that about Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. So every now and then there's some real gems in those reviews. But if you want to talk about art criticism and film criticism and, and ask the question, what is art? Uh, you can come hang out with me on uh, my YouTube channel on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic. And you can also find me as a co-host on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, where we just did a podcast about uh, what all the recent DC changes mean for the Arrowverse. No. <laughs> Not oh. very good. Oh, boy. Um, uh, yeah. And uh, we are planning some fun stuff um, for the upcoming uh, upcoming season. I think we're going to, you know... We're going to watch the Teen Wolf movie, oh. uh, which is going to be fun because... Wait, uh, wait, which one? Aren't there several? No, uh, well, we're going to watch the new Teen Wolf movie. Oh, okay. So not like Michael J. Fox. Yeah, not that oh, one. Okay. Uh, a classic of the form. But uh, the new one that was sort of spun off of the Teen Wolf TV show. So Kat's watched the whole show. I've watched most of the show. And Amy hasn't watched any of the show. So we're coming at it from like three different perspectives, which will be fun. I think we're also going to be talking about Megan with the, the three in the middle of it. So <laughs> that, uh, that was one of the... the most fun uh, theater experiences I've had in a while. My theater went crazy. Uh, so that'll be a fun podcast episode. And then you can also actually check me out on gay gals watch where um, my husband, Mike and I stopped by fine to, to talk about all things trashy TV. So we talked about season three of love is blind. We had uh. a, a lot of, a lot of opinions, a lot of hot, <laughs> what couples were good, what couples were bad. And then we sort of, we sort of rounded it off by talking about the weird challenges on the great British bake off uh, <laughs> this season and how apparently uh, no one in the UK knows anything about Mexican food. Who knew? Oh. Uh, uh, we discovered that by uh, the Mexican week challenge in which somebody was peeling an avocado um, like you would a potato. Oh, Okay. Which is wrong. In case. Oh, okay. <laughs> you should you should not, should not do that. that way. Uh, yeah. So uh, we had a lot of fun on that. So if you want to listen, uh, listen to us talk about uh, questionable quality television um, and the Great British Bake Off, which is uh, I'm on record saying is uh, amazing. Uh, we watched it. William Day did. Uh, <laughs> we talked about the Great British Bake Off quite a bit on Super quite, a, quite a bit. That's, yeah. That was that was William's fault. Uh, but you can check us out on the latest episode of Gay Gals Watch. I think it just came out today, actually. So, oh, I'm definitely going to have to listen because I haven't caught up on Love is Blind. So I need... <gasps> I need oh, this man. as inspiration to get back into Love is Season Blind. Season three was messy. <laughs> <laughs> do you think I can just skip to season three or do I need the backstory of season two? 
I to mean, season, me to season, season two is pretty, is pretty good, but you could probably, you could probably just jump right to season three. Okay. I mean, they don't really build on each other. In fact, apparently season two and season three were like filming at the exact same time. So they weren't uh, like innovating. No, in they weren't like innovating than season form. two. I would oh, say okay. that if, if what you really liked about um, like an early season of Love is Blind is all the non-functional couples that should almost definitely not be together, <laughs> season three is going to give you like a beautiful bouquet of that. Oh, yes. <laughs> I will be, be a lot. Popcorn. <laughs> oh, it's going to be good. You, like call the pond, invite it over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that sounds really good. And I also have questions about the uh the Teen Wolf thing. Uh I can't remember. Is Amy Amy's team Team Werewolf, right? She yes. I believe so, yes. So Amy's we'll, Team Werewolf. Kat and I are Team, team Mermaid, obviously. So are is there gonna be a a, a like werewolf discussion? Are you oh, gonna... we should. We should definitely. Yeah. Well, especially since Amy's never seen any of the Teen Wolf TV show. Uh It'll be interesting to see what her what she thinks of this take on the. Do you think it will cause her to abandon Team Werewolf? I uh, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Although I I have to say I guess there is kind of an Arrowverse tie-in. Uh, uh, Tyler Hecklin. Because Tyler Hecklin, that's where I knew him from originally, is Teen Wolf, where he played uh, <laughs> a a very sad wolf man who like <laughs> just really down on his luck could never really catch a break didn't smile a lot did take off his shirt a whole bunch uh, <laughs> um just a just a great guy poor poor Derek uh so I'm excited excited to see him come back for the oh so the he's movie. gonna be in the movie I believe so okay. I'll be disappointed yes, I if I if I said he was gonna be in the movie and then he wasn't I I feel like maybe I heard that somewhere it, it seems it, right. We would have. I think everybody came back um, except uh, Dylan O'Brien. Uh, I don't think he came back for the movie. He's like, mm, no, no team wolf for me. But Tyler <laughs> Hecklin was like, listen, I gotta, I gotta do my boy Derek proud. And I could also maybe I'm gonna like look this up afterwards, and it's gonna be like he's not gonna be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that should be interesting. I'm excited to hear about your werewolf. Uh, thoughts uh, on uh, the, the Legendary Ladies uh, roundtable discussion of that. Well, I guess that's going to do it for this episode of Supergirl Radio and our, our pilot pod uh, episode of The Way Home. But until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. And I'm still Morgan Glennon. And we look forward to seeing more of Kat Landry's story. McGurk! I love not typing. Not messing with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? It's being, becoming a human burrito, a plus or a minus. I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther? It's not just Lena being mean? No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio.